FMX Network Production. It's the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Show on PulpMX.com. Presented by Scott Motorsports, Rocky Mountain MC, and Pro Taper. Welcome, everybody, to the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Red Bud. Coming up this weekend, Muddy Creek in the rearview mirror, and uh, we've got some of us that are doing really well, and some of us uh, are not doing so very well, and some of us uh, pick riders that don't, don't race. So uh, we'll get into that and more. NFAB, do you ride a stock bike? No. Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products that take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. Uh, Jeep, truck, and SUV parts, of course. They're a proud sponsor of the JGR Suzuki team as well as the Rocky Mountain ATV MC KTM team with Millsaps and uh, Baggett and uh, Alex and soon Bloss will be back. And, of course, the JGR guys with Pike and Barsha and Cunningham and uh, Wesson Pike running the NFAB butt patch. Spoke to him this week. He's very excited for his deal with Thomas from NFAB there. So uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Also, Scott Sports. Scott, uh, Prospect Goggle, big hit with the riders, the Monster Energy Pro Circuit guys. The uh, NFAB JGR Suzuki guys run it. And so please check out Scott Sports. And Pro Taper, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, the JGR guys all use Pro Taper bars and sprockets. ProTaper.com, whether it's uh, Anderson or Brad, or Brad, Anderson now or Bradshaw back in the day, ProTaper has got you covered, and they can be trusted to provide revolutionary products that continue to set the bar for all others to follow. Real cool site, ProTaper. Go check them out. they got a lot of cool hard parts that you probably wouldn't think of. Also, to the Rocky Mountain guys, they have a great Supercross Fantasy League. Um, you can play during Supercross, rmfantasysx.com, but uh, for motocross, they don't have anything. But please, go there anyways. They're premier source for power sports, gear, parts, and accessories. And they have the red plate right now with their team, with Blake Baggett as well, the Rocky Mountain guys, coming in strong. So, all right, JT's at a, a 2018 gear launch. Parabinos uh, said he's just busy. So on the line with me to do this fantasy recap, he uh, from Athena and Get, Dan Truman. What's up, Dan? How are you? Oh, just climbing my way to the top of this fantasy uh, championship. JT also doing well. Yeah, actually, JT, Paul, um, I think motocross leans in our favor a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not so much me this year, but uh, we kind of uh, we pick riders maybe towards the back of the pack in motocross. Where supercross, you're only picking out of 20 guys. So yeah. I think it does favor us a little bit more outdoors. How's things with Git? Things with Git and Athena are really good. Uh, we've been really busy, and, uh, you know, summertime around the U.S. for the most part is, is here. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, that's our busier time of the year. So it's been really good. It's been good. Why is it your busier time of the year? I've always thought that it was spring where guys get new bikes and fall in the uh, in these in the states that don't have snow. Um, those are busier. But no? Yeah, I think for a lot of states, you know, where they have snow, no one's riding their dirt bikes, you know. And right. nobody, everybody waits till last minute. You know, the boating industry this weekend is huge because everyone's trying to get their boats ready for 4th of July. So it's just kind of mm-hmm. a lot of last-minute people, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't really have an answer, but for us, it's busy. Hey, I was reading something about the new RMZ 450, and there's no better compliment when they're talking about the electronics on the bike than to saying it's get-like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty <laughs> no, cool. I, I, 
Yeah, we were actually talking about that. Uh, you know, I have meetings with the guys in Italy, and we were talking about that. And in the photo they show uh, with Ricky and the Japanese guy, that's the guy who's been at Athena working on the 250 side for their uh, a lot, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. So we have a really close relationship with them, and it's cool. You know, if you look at their launch control that they sell OEM, it's, um, you know, kind of a mirror image of our launch control. With yeah. our EC, so. it's, like somebody start, it's like somebody starting a podcast and being like, hey, it's pulp-ish. That's good. I think there's some out there like that, no? <laughs> I don't know. But if, you, if people were to use those words, that's very complimentary. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's get right into, uh, into the results, and, and we'll talk a little bit about Bud's Creek. Before we get into everything, though, JT can come on the show. Welcome, JT. We were just talking about how you were at the gear launch and uh, probably couldn't make it. Yeah, sorry. I just missed a couple minutes there, but I was uh, rushing back to the room. I uh, well, can't, can't let the Pulp Nation down. Confirm or deny that if you were not doing very well in, in uh, fantasy, you would not try so hard to come on this show. But because you are doing well, you are coming on. <laughs> no, I think I think that you can honestly say that I'd make every effort to be on these shows, everything I can do. Uh, so, uh, you're doing well in fantasy, though. You and Dan both, and, and, and Paul as well. So, uh, did you? Any of you guys pick Jordan Smith this past weekend at Hard Creek? <laughs> Dan, no. Nobody. Uh, well, no. I don't. You know what? Honestly, it's I just embarrassing. it's embarrassing. I picked Jordan Smith. Everybody. Um, I was at home. I did not go to the race. Um, but that's almost. Does that make it worse or better? I think worse. Neither. It makes it worse. I think it works. I think it makes it worse. Because I didn't. You know, sometimes when you oh, walk, you had around, time. You're saying right. I had time. Um, and when you're at the race, sometimes you walk around, you just see guys, and you're like, oh yeah, whatever. But, but, yeah. but you would have, if you'd have been at the race, you would have been at that truck at some point talking to Troll, mm-hmm. and you would have known he wasn't riding. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's really bad. I, I have no excuse. I looked at the practice times and everything, pulled them up, you know, switched picks, made picks, moved the picks, and I don't know. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I'd love to say it's. Um, I'm going to plead insanity on this case. So. <laughs> Well, don't pick Jordan Smith anymore this season. He's uh, he's not going to be racing motocross this year. He is so. out with a torn knee ligament, correct? Correct. I'm going to pick him anyways. <laughs> Just keep it up. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get before we get into Redbud and our and uh, who we're going to pick. Let's get into how we did at uh, Muddy Creek, of course. And uh, four riders, MotocrossFantasy.com, handicap league, and uh, interesting to see um, who shown and who did not. Uh, this weekend, I liked some of my picks um, outside of Jordan Smith. I had 235 in 450s was my score, which was okay. I'll take it. Um, I picked Barsha. I think everybody did, or a lot of people did. Dan, correct? No, I didn't, no? No, I didn't, I didn't pick him. Oh, okay. Um, I thought he would rebound. He's good at this track. He was a three. We spoke about him last week. And, uh, Dan, I think you liked him last week, but maybe you saw some better Yeah, moves. I did. I, I had a, a text with his trainer and uh, on Thursday, he got really lightheaded and wasn't able to finish a moto, and he always finishes no matter he has arm pump or not. So mm-hmm. his trainer, was, uh, who's also doing very good in this uh, fantasy, I think he's fifth overall, he also didn't pick him because he was. we were nervous that he was going to get lightheaded it was, you know, and right. pull off. That was the only reason why I didn't pick him. It was you know, inside knowledge that backfired. Yep. I, uh, I didn't pick Pike. Uh, and JT will talk about why he did because he pulled off at high point the you know two weeks ago with a wrist and I'm like oh boy like maybe it's worse or whatever and and, and all that so uh, Pike was a top scorer at 100 points and Bobby P- Bobby Piazza no idea who Bobby Piazza is uh, from Pennsylvania yeah, 94 with second points Tomita. somewhere around there Toshiki Tomita third best pick and then Barsha was fourth best pick tied with Marty uh, so I had Barsha Max Tannenbaum 
who uh, was up there, 60 points, pretty good. Uh, he was a 20, and I like that. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I also picked Heath Harrison, and I talked about it last week. He does really well at this track. It's his home track. He was on a number 99 KTM with a guy named T-Bone as his mechanic last year and killed it. So therefore, even though he was battling an ankle injury, I figured with the Cycle Trader Yamaha team and, and his home track, he would do even better. But 17-17, uh, not so great. 52 points. And Henry Miller jacked me in the first moto. Uh, bike problems again. But the 13th and the second one semi-redeemed it. I was on Twitter talking about how I hated Henry Miller. But uh, he did a nice job with the 13th in the second moto. And I picked, I did, I pulled the rare Henry Miller two weeks in a row because he switched classes. So I had him last week, and he screwed me. And I uh, picked him again, and uh, he kind of screwed me. You know, 51 points. So I had uh, 235 in that class. Dan, how'd you do in 450s? I did uh, about the same as you. I had 241. <clears throat> um, we talked about why I didn't pick Barsha. That was just, mm -hmm. you know, ho hoping that, you know, my inside information was good, but I'm happy for him. He did good. I did pick Weston Pike. I was nervous about the high point pulling off. You know, maybe he hits a hole and his hurts his wrist again. And but Weston to me just isn't a quitter. Mm -hmm. And um, so I picked Weston. Um, I had Trey Kennard. I was. I feel like ten eleven wasn't bad, but. Mm -hmm. For me, I couldn't decide who to pick, and I was just like, well, Trey's probably going to get good starts and fade a little bit, which was what he did. Yep. And I'm happy with it, 54 points. I also had Henry Miller two weeks in a row, and I just don't understand why these guys' bikes break. I know I think he's one of the ones that listens to the show, and um, I just don't, go buy a stock bike like Dean Ferris did and go ride it. Just go ride it. You'll be fine. And then uh, I had Carson Tickle, who didn't do a lap the first moto. I'm not sure what happened. But uh, the second <laughs> moto, he got 36 points. So it was a rough day for me. Uh -huh. <laughs> in the, I mean, I did good. I got 241, but uh, I was all over the place. <laughs> now, JT, you had Pike, and you texted him to see how he was doing. Now, I had dinner with Pike last, last night, no, the day before, and uh, he said that you were texting him. I said something about, yeah, you screwed me in fantasy by doing so good or something. And he said, first of all, he dropped a few F-bombs and said how he hates fantasy and he hates people who like fantasy and he hates me and everything else. And then he said, yeah, JT was texting me. And then Pike goes, I'm just going to tell him I kill it anyways every single time. I don't even know how I'm going to do. <laughs> um, so I want to give you that heads up that Pike is going to lead you astray almost no matter what time because he wants to screw everybody who cares about fantasy. However... For 400 points, so we're good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I believe that because what he's going to just not try as hard now. If he tells me he's going to do great, he's going to not try hard. No, no, I no. I just think that, like, you know, if you said he said that you texted him like, "How are you feeling?" and he said, "Good," and he's just well, going to say, yeah, "Good" all the time. It was partially because of his wrist. I knew his wrist was jacked too. Right. Um, it wasn't. How are you? Do you think you'll do well today? Because no one knows that. That's like the worst question you could ever ask a rider because they always think they're going to do good. Well, I mean, there, there's always extenuating circumstances if you just woke up sick or you hate the track or something. But they're always going to say, yeah, I feel pretty good. You know, I, I was more, are you going to be able to ride both motos? Is your wrist good enough to race on? After that, when he said, yeah, my wrist should be fine, then I was good. Um, I'm, I'm not worried about what he thinks about how fast he is. That's, that's every rider's going to say that. So I know him a little better than he's given me credit for. So I was uh, reading between the lines a little bit with him. But he did get, you know, he was the best pick of the day. So uh, I'm happy with it. Um, as far as the rest of my team, I picked Trey. I was a little bummed that he faded. I expected a fade for sure. Mm -hmm. 
But when he was up in that top five, I'm like, man, just hang on, hang on to that six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. That'd be great, you know. Which he went ten, eleven, you know, not not terrible. Um, and Barsha actually was the one that passed in the last lap of the second moto, which I had both of them, so it didn't really matter too much. But I was just hoping he could hold on with those starts to some something like a seventh place each moto. That would have been uh, 36 points a moto. That would have been pretty awesome. Um, as it was, 54 points on the day. Not you know, it's it's okay. Not not a bad pick. I just was hoping for a little more. I had Barsha as you guys talked about. I spoke with his trainer as well. Um, I spoke with his trainer after practice, and he said I felt felt pretty good. I'm just gonna go for it. So. Uh, I went with that. You know, Barsha, he's fit. If nothing else, he's fit. So I was just hoping, I knew it wasn't going to be crazy hot. I knew the humidity might be a little bit high, uh, but I knew it wasn't going to be just blazing, you know, 95 degrees Muddy Creek type race. And it paid off, uh, especially the first moto, you know, fifth in the first moto. He knocked uh, Muscan out of the way the last lap there. Um, so that was that was great. The second moto, he got up to 10th, so not not bad. Um, so decent pick on the day. It could have gone either way, man. I, no, both of you guys stayed away from him, and, and I don't really blame you. No, I had Barsha. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. well, Dan, Dan stayed away, and then uh, his trainer stayed away. So um, I could totally understand that. I took him off and put him back on probably five times in the last hour, but that's pretty normal for me. And then my last pick was uh, Henry Miller. Um, first moto was just brutal. I was just like, how can this guy not? race and then he comes back on the track you know i don't know what's going on with the bike but he 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 rides the second half of the moto he came within uh well no he got double points he got double points uh no he did not no he absolutely did not no he He got one point wait he was 35th his his handicap was 15 yeah oh 25th i'm sorry yeah yeah Yeah. he got one point yeah so uh if anything i you know one point great i was more worried about him saving himself for the second moto he was uh five laps down at the start i think or something yeah yeah, as it was, he ended up getting double points to Segamoto, you know, max points to Segamoto. So 51 points, it's a little bit better than just going with a safe guy, the, you know, a gray guy, but um, obviously a letdown on the day for what could have been. I think he could have been a 100-point guy if things didn't go bad. So um, that was my team. It wasn't the greatest. I had, you know, all of the usual suspects, the guys that did well. I had to meet on my team at one point. I never had Piazza on my team because he wasn't able to finish at high point the weekend before. I I watched him a little bit. um, So I was a little – I don't have any background info to see if he can actually finish motos. Now we know he can, so maybe that changes the game a bit. Um, But there wasn't – there weren't a whole lot of other guys I had in contention other than my team. It was just – you know, I looked at guys like Seeley and Bogle and those guys, but I just just couldn't see it. Um, They were were a zero and a one, I believe, going into the weekend. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah my, my team was pretty strong. I, I don't know, I can't remember my total for the 450 class, but it was pretty decent. I really tossed around Freddie Norn. I like Freddie. I'm a fan, and I uh, picked him earlier. He hadn't done much for me. He was a five going in. He was a good pick, and um, man, I was going to pick Freddie Norn. But I was hell bent on Heath Harrison. I just was like, yeah, like I know his ankles, Jack, but I, he missed high point. But I'm like, he did really well. Yeah, I was the same way on Miller, though. Miller was on my team from the moment I seen the entry list, and he was a 15. Like, there was no – for me, there was no question he was yeah. on my team. I did have Tomito on my team like JT did and mm-hmm. Barsha, but Barsha, we know why, and Tomito qualified really bad. And, he did. He did. I, and that was the biggest thing for me. Normally he's a little bit faster, so and he's never raced there before. So I was like, ah, maybe I'll just uh, stay away. I think that's Tomito's best finish this year, 1860. I think it is. Yeah, yep. for sure. Uh, what was uh, what were Heath Harrison's moto scores? Uh, seventeen, seventeen. 
Yeah, so yeah. you're saying he did really, really well. When you're a nine, I don't think that's that No, great. I didn't say he did really, really well. No, no, he said he thought he would do well. I said last year. Last year he did really, really well. Oh, I was pumped okay. on him. And I thought because he was out of a van last year with T-Bone, he would do really, really well this year because better bike and better support and everything else. But I know his ankle's sore, so, yeah. No, he oh, we haven't really seen anything from him this year yet. Um, No, he was all right Uh, for fantasy purposes, you know. No, I'm saying, like, from last year, he was flashing. And I yeah. think he was on a different bike last year and different yeah, program. But yeah. well, I, I haven't seen that speed flash from him like we did last year. So I'm kind of waiting on that. Uh, all right, 250s from Muddy Creek. I really wanted to pick Stephen Clark, but I picked him last week. Uh, he was 16. Uh, I think last week he was an 18 or something. And he, I picked him last week. And he did all right. And uh, so that was a bummer. I couldn't pick him. John Ames, I just run away from John Ames. Uh, but this week, 100 points for him. Did great. I uh, can't handle the dudes that burn me even once or twice. I'm just like, I'm over it. Uh, Stephen Clark got second. Gustavo D'Souza, uh, 23-22. He was, uh, he was the third best pick. And then I picked McElrath. I was always on McElrath. On my column, I wrote about how Muddy Creek was going to be his turnaround and everything else. So I had McElrath, and I was correct. He was a four and 72 points. He was the fourth best pick of the week. I also had Luke Rensland. Um, Luke is uh, getting better. And uh, he burnt me, I think, at Hangtown or maybe Glen Helen. But uh, I went back on the Luke Reslin trade, and he seems to be fixed, quote-unquote. He's been a good fantasy pick two weeks in a row. He had 72 points, so he's tied with McElrath. So my team's looking great so far, as I have the fourth and fifth pick, best picks of the week. Uh, that's where it goes sideways. Mark Worth, who was a huge winner for me at um, Hangtown, maybe? Glen Helen? Glen, Glen Helen. Glen Helen. Mark Worth came through for me, and I loved Mark Worth. And I picked him again at an eight. And uh, he only got 10 points, DNF second moto. Not sure what happened. And then, of course, the Jordan Smith debacle that I'd rather not talk about. Jordan scored zero points on the day for me. Um, Dan, who'd you pick? I uh, I went with John Ames. Uh, he burned me twice so far this year, so I figured just go for it again. I figure, I don't think either of you should ever be allowed to pick John Ames for the things you have said about him on this podcast. Like I just I, feel- I know that he can... He's fast. As he got 100 points, so I uh, I picked John Ames. I went with it. I couldn't pick Stephen Clark like you, which no. I was very upset about. Um, I did have uh, Gustavo. Um, he's gotten top 25, I think, every moto that he's raced this year. So I like that. And then I'm really upset with myself. I was on the Wrath train from the podcast last week. Basically, this was the race I was saving him for. Mm-hmm. And he was the top pick, and at the end, I just traded him out for Justin Hill, and uh, just because oh, Hill boy. was a Hill had two more spots as a handicap, and I was like, ah, he's, you know, he's getting better. I thought it was going to be slippery, you know. Um, <laughs> we talked about that. I don't know. I put way too much thought yeah, into it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> God, it was so bad. I was so upset. Hill went seventeen thirteen, and that cost me a lot of points. And then uh, my last guy was uh, Josiah Hempen. And uh, he couldn't get his bike started for the first photo. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. He was the guy behind the gate that couldn't get his bike started, and then he got forty-one points in mo- or forty points in Moto Two. So mm-hmm. I feel like like JT will get into JT could have had a, probably a six hundred point day if if Josiah just starts the race. So um, you know it's just those little things that go wrong. But uh, I was happy with my team overall. Ames, Ames, D'Souza, Hill, and Hempton. And Hempton. Uh, Hill is. Uh... I haven't picked him once, and I have no desire to pick Hill, and I probably will never pick Hill. I don't know what's going on. It's not good. But he's a six, so he might be an eight this week. I don't know. But uh, Yeah, but honestly, he he, he was 17th. Uh, he fell. He was up front. Yep. First moto, he fell. 
But I was watching his lap times just yelling because 17th gets you 10 points and 16th gets you 22. And I'm just like, uh, what are you doing? Like, do you not have brakes or no clutch lever? Like, what are you yeah. doing? Go faster. It's amazing <laughs> and, how the dude, I mean, he podiumed a national last year. So he's got it in him. And it's amazing how off he is. Just like, has there been one moto where you're like, hey, Justin Hill? Like, I don't think there has been. But, no, uh, and, but he did put down multiple laps in practice. That's why I switched him. Mm, you know, okay. He was six overall, and his second best time was good. At, and we look at all that stuff, and I was like, all right, maybe he's, this is the weekend he's getting better. You know, But I was wrong. Uh, JT, who'd you have? Uh, I had John Ames. Uh, see great that, job. Just, great, oh, you guys. Like, great work, John Ames. <laughs> spectacular day for you. <laughs> Unbelievable. I had uh, McCoy Bro. Uh, Bruff, bro, he's from Idaho, or he's from Utah, Nevada area. I don't know. He's from up here somewhere. And I had, I know some people that know him, and they said he's in shape, doesn't quit. If he makes it, pick him. So I did. Uh, he did pretty well. He yeah. was battling in the 20s all day long. He was a 20. He got uh, solid points on the day. And and the, the one thing I liked was I knew no one else had him. So uh, those are the guys where if they hit and other guys have problems, you come out on top. So... Um, yeah, that that worked out. I had Gustavo de Souza. Uh, I watched him very closely at Hangtown, and that guy's he's in shape. He moves forward the entire moto. I don't care if he crashes. I don't care what happens. He's moving forward the entire time. So he was a really really solid pick on the day. And uh, I you know I know Dan had him too, but um, he was one of those guys. He was just on my team from the get go. As soon as I saw that he was at the race and qualified, Hempen was a tough one. Um, yeah, I, I liked this pick going in. I couldn't believe his bike didn't start. I talked to some people that said that uh, it got wet and they had some electrical issues from pressure washer and they just could never get it to refire. Uh, that was pretty brutal because, as Dan said, um, if he has any sort of decent moto, I end up with a, my first ever 600-point day. So that hurt a bit um, because I don't think a ton of people had him. And if I, you know, I basically get those points back over the, my competitors that didn't have him. So, oh, well, still a great day. I still ended up with 562 total, um, which was good for like sixth or seventh in the whole game. Um, so that was a really, really strong day overall. It's put me into, uh, into the top 10, um, overall. And I always count dropping my lowest score because it's going to get dropped as it is um so it's uh things are looking up McElrath no you guys aren't believers huh. well huh. I had McElrath on my team from Wednesday on yeah and I looked at the top picks and everyone had him like 50 percent of the whole game had him yeah I mean it like, pays man, off though if McElrath crashes the second moto he got 11th if he gets yeah. 15th yeah. in that moto it, he gets 48 points, you yeah. know what I mean, or whatever it is. So that was, I think, what JT was saying. That's that's the same way we thought it. Yeah, we thought he was going to do great, but we were kind of hoping, since everybody picked him, we were going to gamble with, like, Hempen. You know, yeah. I don't think many people had um, Hempen, you know, or yeah. or even Gustavo, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, we, we were gambling. Yeah, my, my thought process was, okay, if McGrath has a good day, he goes, like, 6-8 or something. If Hempen has a decent day, he goes, like, 24-24. And it's basically a wash. But I think Hempen's odds of going 24-24 are better than McElrath going like 6-8 or 7-8 or whatever. But if McElrath screws up, has one little tip over, he's not going to get in the top 10. Then Hempen, all he has to do is just have an average day, and Hempen's going to come out ahead. So it was more of an upside play. I, sure, I thought McElrath was going to do well, and he obviously did. But 
it's it's harder to get in the top ten than it is to get twenty fifth, if that makes any sense. So I was I was hoping that they would come out about equal, and then I was gambling that maybe Hempen's going to do decent and McElrath would blow it because he really hasn't done anything yet this year. So I was kind of playing the odds that maybe he would have another you know off day. All right, okay. Um, let's move on to Redbud and our picks for Redbud. Um, what do we? So we, get, we got McAdoo is back. Uh, Jordan Smith is out. I got an Instagram or a tweet that told me uh, there's more Brazilians coming to Redbud. One of them <laughs> is an Instagram named Pepe MX. So if you look, I don't know who that is, but if you see Pepe on the <laughs> list everywhere, <laughs> pick pick Pepe MX because he's a like Souza or whatever. Uh, Are any Cana- It's an off week in Canada. Are any Canadians coming? They don't go outside of – that would be expensive and hard work, Dan. They, they don't, they're they not going to do that. Um, okay. I didn't know. I mean, the one uh, guy race. You know who was hoping the race was uh, Cade Clayson. Uh, that was on the program. I do not think he will be there now. Um, so, no, I, I don't know. I don't know anybody um, uh, Canadian-wise going. So, but, um, okay. So, we have um, we have some guys. Some, some, some guys Josh, Grant, Josh Grant's out. Josh correct? Grant is out. Yep. Correct. Craig is out. Craig is in. I he rides during the week. I don't know. He's in. He's supposedly. I mean, he's been claiming red buds since okay. you know he left the track at High Point. Um, I'm not sure about Oldenburg. I know he he was going to be coming back soon. I'm not sure. I think he had a collarbone issue earlier in the year. So I mean, keep an eye on. This can be something you have to look at practice time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Podcast N Fab.com. Great company. Proud sponsors of this show, as well as the JGR Suzuki guys, Jeep Truck and SUV Parts, uh, Scott Sports, Pro Taper, Rocky Mountain, ATV, MC, all on board with us. Red Bud Picks. So I, I thought Stephen Clark would be my shoe-in, but he's only a 12 now. I believe he's been working his way down. So I don't know if I like that 12 for Stephen Clark as much as I did before. But I will go D'Souza now at a 15. Um, I'm a little late on that, but I think I like that. And Did Jerry Robin not race Muddy Creek? I don't think so. I didn't yeah. see him. Um, Sexton. Can you can you explain AC being a minus four? I've never even seen a negative four. That's a bit much, no? Yeah, really, right? First minus four I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, that means if he has to be sixth or better to even pay off. I don't know. It seems big. Uh, what about McAdoo to eleven, Dan? Yeah, the last time I picked McAdoo at an 11, that's the last time we've seen McAdoo ride. Yep. So, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I I was high on McAdoo coming into the outdoor season, but I just haven't seen enough of him. Um, I look at someone like Taft at a 13, but the last few weeks he's really yes. been right around the 21-20 range. Um, it's almost like him and Renslin switch bikes to me since the first two races. <laughs> transfer of power. Yeah, transfer of power is Wygant's theory on that. Um it, because it's been that total flip flop on those two guys. Yep. So, um, a, yeah, I don't know. Uh, same thing with Cunningham. Cunningham's been a bit off for me. Uh, it's been strange. Colt Nichols at a two, if he can pull it through. He's been so good um, most of the year. High Point wasn't very good. Muddy Creek was so so for him, but uh, not bad. Jordan uh, Smith's the six. If you if you want to look at that, he hasn't changed. Who? Still Jordan Smith. Oh, Steve. No, I can't six. pick him. No, I cannot. I picked him last oh, week. So yeah, no. Oh, yeah, he's blacked out. Well, he is blacked out. Have to wait till Southwick. Yep. <laughs> uh, I will pick him at Southwick. Yeah, I'll go back with that. Uh, Savachi's a, a, a zero double points. Does he rebound though? Red Bud. Uh, this was the last race last year that he kind of gave his title away with a crash, but he was pretty 
good until then, and a zero is not bad. If 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 Savachi can go top three or four, you know, uh, keep waiting though. Um, but and Nico Izzy, seventeen. Dan, Nico Izzy Home, thoughts? Oh, uh, hometown race. Yeah, true. It, it could could be. I I think I'm for me. I'm going to stay away from Nico. Um, obviously, I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but it's usually hot there. And uh, not that he hasn't been doing good, but I'm going to go with guys like Savachi, I think. I like Savachi. I like Sexton. Um, even uh, Ferrandis, I like at a zero. What about um, uh, John Ames at a 15? You can't pick him, obviously, but where do we – Do we? he was a 20, right, yep. last week? Yep. So is he going to pay off for us, us guys that were not on the John Ames train? I, I think so. I mean, if he goes 20-21 again, that's good points. You know, and I, I think John Ames is a top twenty guy, and that's what—that's why we pick him every time. You know what I mean? Now, whether he has a mechanical or an issue, you know, that's for you guys to to have the issue with. I uh, I checked the weather. It's also only supposed to be uh, like eighty. So okay. Um, so this is also a home race for Mitchell Harrison, and uh, he was way better, I think, at Hangtown and Glen Helen than he has been the last three rounds. Yep, but, he was. Uh, hopefully I think he might be a little bit better this weekend. I think if I'm I'm going Savachi over Harrison at a zero versus a two, you know. Yeah. Um, JT, who do you like? Uh, I like Ames. If you can pick him, I can't pick him, but I think it's a good, uh, solid pick. Uh, I don't know what to do with Stephen Clark. Uh, I picked him at High Point, and he burned me in Sakamoto, so uh, that was a little rough. Um, Cunningham. I don't think I'm going to take. I haven't seen a whole lot from him. You know, he was the sub, big subject of our early season podcast, uh, but he's been a little bit quiet lately. I'm just trying to think if there's any any real value anywhere. Um, Dan would tell you to not pick Justin Hill, I think, at this point. Um, I can't yeah, I don't know what to think about McAdoo. He's been out for, you know, a month, so who knows where he's at. Yep. Uh, it's a little little bit of a gamble because leaving Glen Helen, we thought he was fine. That was the word I heard. Nope, he's all good. No problem. We're all good. Then he hasn't been around. So that's a guessing game. McElrath, I think, is still pickable. Absolutely at a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be as fast as he was at Redbud as far as a home track type deal, but still, it's Shane McElrath. This was a podium-level guy last season, and he was running right around the top five last weekend. So there's still value with him and Colt Nichols at a two. Both of those guys are, are definitely pickable. Renslin, I don't think there's any value at a six. Uh, he's riding much better, don't get me wrong, but he's going to have to ride really well to get you know a lot of points out of him. Uh, if he goes 15-15, uh, it's not a great day. It's only you know 48 points. You're not getting not getting much there. Sexton, I think his ceiling's pretty high. So if he goes like you know 11-11 or something, uh, you know that's going to be 64 points. That's pretty strong. Um, what about how do you feel about Oldenburg if he comes back at a four? I don't know because I haven't seen him ride. I I don't know how I feel like little, he is, how healthy he is. It's a little low for a first race, right? No? Back? Um no. Yeah, I I think they're just going off of what you know, he hasn't been out very long. Right. And his, he's pretty fast. So I, I could agree with you. I could I could see it being a six or a seven, but I right. think uh I think Justin who sets these, I think he's expecting him to be pretty good right away. So I can't really uh, argue is that. Cantrell, uh, Cantrell's okay, right? He had a big get-off at Mighty Cruz. I don't know, man. He crashed hard. Yeah. I, I think I've seen a um, social media post saying that he was okay, but I'm, I'm not positive. But So look at times on that. But Cantrell at a five, I mean, he paid off really good last week at a seven, I think, mm-hmm. in the first moto. He got seven. I, think, I believe he got 50 points. 
and probably would have done the same the second moto had he not had a big get off. So yeah, and the last guy I have on here is uh, Taft, which he's he's oh, a gamble. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Holiday, the uh, Team Green motocross manager, he had Bradley Taft, and it burned him pretty bad. So <laughs> yeah, Taft. It's like one of those things like these kids, Moseman, Taft, uh, Cantrell. Things are catching up to him now. You know what I mean? Weather, tr- different tracks. Yeah, and I, I yeah, think the, the we, level around them is getting higher too. Yeah, week in and week out of like, hey, wait a minute, you know, like. And guys like Taft and and Moseman and, and Cantrell. Also, you got to remember they didn't ride Supercross. That's yeah, that's what know? I'm saying. Like the level around yeah. them is coming back to where they've been. Like they came in over prepared, and everybody else was just trying to like, oh god, Supercross is over. Let me get through this Hangtown race. You know, now they're kind of firing on all cylinders. Uh, so give me your four, JT, right now. If you never mind who you can't pick, just the guys. Like, oh, just the best four. Yeah, best four would be Ames, Souza, De Souza, Hempen, and Savachi. I would gamble. What's no, that? you're not. I thought Savachi would make it. No, are we? Are we thinking Savachi at a zero? Yeah. Nah, with the bike issues they've had and just stuff going on, I, okay. I don't think so. All right. I mean, he could win. He won yeah. uh, three weeks ago, you know, it's, or whatever, a month ago. Um, and then maybe Taft at a 13. He picked three of the four guys he had last weekend. Yeah, yeah, true. But I, but I agree I agree with him. I think Ames and um, I think Ames and Gustavo are both still good picks at a 15. I mean, they get 20th. That's still double points for fifth. So I think you could pick them, too. And Hempen's a 20 again, and he could easily go 22-22 or 20-20, you know, so. I, I agree it's with pretty you. Pretty brutal that Hempen's a twenty again, I'm not gonna lie. I don't like that. Yeah, that's that is pretty brutal. So Yeah, I, I would I would go with J T and pick those same three and then uh, if you're gonna gamble and if you're not gonna gamble then you gotta go safe with like Savachi, Sexton, Colt mm-hmm. Nichols, something like that, you know. So it just depends on the guys you can pick. Right. Okay. Uh four fifties on the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Pod. 450s, and again, Craig, we think it's back. He's a six. Canard didn't change, huh? Three, right? Same. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, okay. Um, yeah. Nick Way will be racing, and what will he be, and is he worth it, Dan? I mean, he's got to be pretty high, right? I mean, to be, to, he's got to be like a 10 to 12 to pick. I was going to say 10 to 12. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I think he'd have to be a 10 to 12 and then still look at I mean, we know Nick's not going to quit or anything like that, but I just don't know what his raw speed is going to be, and those guys are fast. You know, guys like, um, you know, Tamita or something like that, they're fast. If you and, look uh, at the points breakdown, and I did it this week because I wrote about it in my column, Dakota Alex is 15th in the points, and that is a solid 15 right there of guys. It, yeah. And then after 15 to 20, has been really dropped off, really random. There's a big gap between 15 in Alex and to 16 in the points. Do you know what I mean? We we have yeah. 15 solid guys that are racking up points every week, and Dakota Alex is bringing up the last spot in that. And after that, it's Moseman and Ronnie Stewart and Tomita and, and, you know, dudes like that. So I put Nick 16 to 20. He's in that mix. Is that enough yeah, points? I, I looked at the points also. You got to remember that uh, Grant is one of those 15. Yeah, true. And then, so that's out. And then, but Craig is also coming back, and I don't think he's in that top 15. Right, now, he's not, so. no. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you that 16 to 20 range, but I don't know if Nick comes out and he just beats, you know, he beats somebody like even, 
you know, Henry Miller. You know what I mean? Like, Miller was 13th last weekend. That was good. No, I don't think Nick can get 13th. I don't. I love him. You know what I mean? Yeah. JT, right? He can't get 13th. Um, it depends on the conditions. If he gets a good start and it's it's really tough, um, I think so. If it's smooth and not hot at all, then I think it's going to be a lot tougher for him. Because I, I think this raw speed is going to be his toughest aspect of the day. Here's a question. Does Nick Way beat Dakota Tedder? I think so. I think so, yeah. Okay, so but, so is he worth it at, at a 10 to 12, bottom line? He can be used at a ten to twelve for sure. If he's yeah. higher than that, then I think you you pick him for sure. Yeah. JT, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, he has no. You know, if anything goes wrong, you can see him pulling off very easily. Yeah. I mean, he's long past where any of this matters. So, um, wow, uh, Marvin's a one. How the mighty that. have fallen. Seen that another week healed. You know, he had a bike issue the second moto. wasn't wasn't his knee. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, anybody? No? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I okay. Like it. All right, yeah. I didn't hear you guys j- jumping on it, so I thought maybe it was... I like I like Dakota Alex at a 7, too. I mean, we just got done saying how yeah. the big gap from 15th on, I, I think Dakota, I don't think he's going to get 10th or better, but I think he could go 14-14 again, you know, which is, mm-hmm. um, with looking at these handicaps, that could be a good payday. That could be a good payday. Webb or Wilson at a 0, JT? Which one? Uh, between those two, I would take uh, I would take Dino the way they're both riding. Dino's riding really, really well right now. Pike's probably not worth it anymore at a negative two. I mean, that's good at Red Bud. He is good. He's uh, probably him before. Pickable. Pickable, yeah. but I think they're a better pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get into that, JT. Oh, by the way, Benny Bloss back? No? Millville? Uh, no, Millville. Okay, all right, JT, pick us. Give us your four. I know this is going to come as a shock to you, but the four races in thing that Forrest put out was inaccurate. Yes, I'm blown away by that. Right, yes. I know that's never happened before. Um, so who do I like in this class? Let's see. I think Barsha's still pickable. I don't know that I would pick him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked him at a three last week, so obviously it's not you know impossible. But I liked uh, being in North Carolina, Tennessee, the same dirty practices on. I just liked a lot of things about last week for that. Um Trey, I, I would pick him again if I could. I picked him last week at a three, so if you did not have him last week, uh, I would take a good look at that. Yeah, he won this race on a 250 before. Theoretically, he should be better than he was last week a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he's going to steadily improve. Uh, I think that bike is great on the start, too, so you'll see him at the front on the start most of the time. Um, man, Miller, I think you lost a lot of value. He went from a 15 to an 8. Mm-hmm. That, that that really puts a damper on, on him. Uh, Moseman is pick. You know he rode really well last week, so he went from 11 to a 10. That's still that's still a good pick. Um, if he goes 15, 16, something like that, you're you're getting you know 60 points out of him. That's strong. I like Marvin a lot. I think this is going to be the number one pick of the week. Um, I think on Saturday morning, if you look at top picks, he he will be somewhere between 40 and 50 percent of the the yeah. picks. Uh, so I'll, you know that, I think that's a no brainer for most people. Whether he pays off, that will be the crazy thing. Do I pick him? I don't know because I may do what I did with McElrath and go against the the tide and try to get lucky. Um, where if you have another break issue, you that's huge. You know that's that's how you win leagues like this is getting lucky on where everybody has somebody you don't have them and you get the you know you get the, the luck. Tannenbaum, he's a 19, so he only moved one. I would probably pick him. I had him at high point at a 20. Uh, a lot of people had him at a 20 last week, so I'll probably take him at a 19 this week. 
there's a lot of good picks. Tickle, Teasdale, Tamita. I mean, all these guys are easily pickable. Zach Williams, uh, we're getting closer to where he's from up in the uh, Minnesota area. I, there's a lot of decent picks in here. So looking at the 50 class, I didn't like a lot of those picks, uh, to be honest with you. I didn't. There was nothing that really got me excited. Mm-hmm. 450 class is kind of wide open. Brandon Shear, 12? Uh, if he was a 15, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about a 12. I don't right. love it as much. Tannenbaum only went to a 19. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I, I'd said him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what do you like? I like Cole Seeley. No one said Cole Seeley. No. I don't, I don't know that he's okay. Is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's fine. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like, I like Seeley. I just feel like he can do better than 10th. I don't know. But I agree with JT. There's more picks in the 450 class that uh, excite me than, than the 250 class. I'll probably stay away from Craig just because I don't know how good his yeah, hand is. I'm away. I'm off Craig. JT, right? Like, um, he's going to be a lot better than he was. I, I still think he's going to hold shot. I predicted he's going to hold shot a moto in my column today. Um, I don't know. I, I man, I, I'm not just automatically off him. Oh. I tell you that at a six, at a three, I might be, but at yeah. a six, he's a great rider, man. Yeah. And, uh, a six is is six is big, and when you look at the the field. And we just yeah. I mean, you don't think he can be Josh Moseman? You know no, what I mean? Dan, right. we just agreed to stay away. Stay strong, know, Dan. Stay strong. Yeah, Dan. we did that with Stu for like six years and picked him every other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree with what JT said on, on most of these guys. I mean, you can even look at Barsha. I mean, uh, Barsha and Bogle. Both those guys are pickable at a one. You know, um, they've both been solid mm-hmm. every week. And uh, for me, this is going to be something that kind of to go back to is I'll probably change my team four or five times and. Um, I like Wilson at a zero, though. JT kind of talked about it. He's been riding really good. He's been top ten every moto. Um, I, w- I could pick Wilson at a zero also. Ahead of Webb? For me, ahead of Webb, yeah. All right. I like Kennard, Wilson, Seeley, and Muskan. I'll go Seeley. Safe team. What? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, right? I don't know. Uh, I went I went Ames and D'Souza in 250, so... Uh, I, I don't even know. I, I'm the guy who picked Jordan Smith last week, so what do I know? Absolutely. Yeah, the guys that are winning the league, they pick. I mean, there's, right. it's yeah, no rhyme or reason. It's just like, oh, he went faster in practice. I'll pick him. Yeah, exactly. No, and we're gonna we're hoping to get one of Dan's buddies on here who's winning this thing and uh, keeps wadding himself up and knows nothing about the sport of motocross. So <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um, all right, NFAB Race uh, Racer X podcast. Uh, thanks to those guys. Thanks to Racer X for putting it on. Thanks to NFAB. And Scott Sports in Rocky Mountain ATV MC. And, of course, the folks at Pro Taper as well, Dan Truman, Jason Thomas. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk real soon, probably within, uh, like, an hour. Thanks. All right. See you. Thanks. See you.